Well, hello, Promises of Daughters of Destiny. It has been another month, and I am here to celebrate the holidays with you, so to speak. So stay tuned, grab your cup of coffee, grab the Holy Ghost, and let's get going. This episode is about unpackaging the holidays with grief. So... I don't know how many of you out there are actually listening, but I know a lot of you are going through the same thing. I just want to talk about grief and the process a little bit more, getting through it. I have a couple of different things from the Bible that we'll hit on and then just moving right into the holidays with grief to start. Um, I don't know about all of you, but I know that for me um, personally, Going through the holidays for pretty much every year is a hard time um, to get through without the ones that we remember and love. It's a hard time to get up and get moving and get motivated when we don't have them around. So to have that lost loved one and the memories of the holidays with them and then to try and recreate new memories, it's pretty tough. Holidays can be fun if we are with family and friends and even sometimes if we aren't with family, we're with friends that we pretty feel pretty comfortable being around and enjoying those times that we have with them. For others of us, it's always a tough time of year because we don't have what society calls normal or what we expect to be normal. So it, we kind of drudge through those things and we try to make the best that we can out of it. For others of you who are listening, we are still in lockdown in other parts of the world and haven't been um, reprieved from COVID yet. But at the same time, we are all in this big thing called life together. Whether we want to admit it or not, um, we have this thing in common. We still suck air. So to go through the holidays, it just depends on what you view as a holiday, what's fun for you, what memories are there, and how do we repross the process those memories do we reevaluate our life system and try to create something new or are we still trying to drudge through the same thing over and over again and getting nowhere when you have a lost loved one that seems to be the thing right we're all sitting here trying to figure out how to get through those hard times and make it just so that we can sometimes save face with family members and sometimes just save face with friends or with self. We have to get through it, right? If we don't get through it, then there's the other thing. We don't suck breath anymore and that's kind of hard. Um, That's the extreme end of it. So hopefully after this is over, we'll have some key um, ideas and some coping skills to make it through this holiday season. So hold your horses. So Robert Schuller has this um, devotional that he did years ago, and it's called Tough-Minded Faith for Tender-Hearted People. And I pull it out. It has 365 days of the year listed in it and you can go to it on any day like if you start at the first of the year of course you're going to be on the right day 
I don't always do that. So I usually I go back and forth. I read through it the first time and then I go back to it for references and just look at periodically, which hopefully you do too. So this one is 244 in that um, devotional and it says, harmonizing your inner self. The Lord your God is in your midst. The mighty one will save. He will rejoice over you with gladness. He will quiet you in his love. He will rejoice over you with singing. Zephaniah 3.17 Let's stop to think today about the many different people who live inside you. There is the brave one. There is the cautious one. There is the dashing, daring adventurer. Yes, there really is, even if you haven't met him or her. There is the saint who, will be, who would be holy. There is the sinner who would indulge in the lust of the flesh. There is a person who would move forward ambitiously. And there is another who would seek the easy way out. We experience wholeness when we achieve harmony within ourselves. Imagine that several persons that live within each other of us are like a spoke in a wheel. A rim and a hub hold the spokes together. Without them, the spokes would collide and clash. Christ is the hub of the whole wheel. He is the power that integrates our life until we achieve an inner harmony. Our Christian faith is the rim. Is there a power struggle in your soul today between good and evil, between the positive and the negative, between the Lord and the forces of Satan? Faith is letting Jesus Christ harmonize your inner self. So he's talking about the struggle that's going on internally within him, and he's talking about it for all of us and helping us pray through it. We as Christians as individuals if you're not a Christian as just family members have trouble sometimes feeling that security and that safety and especially if we're going through the holidays without that other person or our job or we just had a divorce or we have children that are spending their first holiday because of the divorce with someone else and not with us or just even the loneliness of being by yourself on the holiday you're you're estranged from family or maybe you've lost your family through this pandemic so what is it that we can do to make this easier how do we deal with this how do we make our lives better by making it through the holidays and not having to focus on that situation. So the thing is, is that situation is not going to go away. That loss, that grief, if it's new, it's very prevalent and it hurts a lot. And I'm really, really sorry because it's a hard place to be in. It's a hard place to get through. Um, just dealing with it and wanting to get up out of bed each day is difficult. And I am so sorry that you're in that place right now. It does get better. It is with Christ Jesus that we can make it through each day. And I know that there may be unbelievers that are listening to this, but I am asking you to just ask the Lord to come up 
beside you and to help you make it baby steps at a time through each day. Just being able to get up out of bed, take a breath, just hold that breath until you push yourself out of the bed and then just move forward and release it when you get up. And then take another breath and take steps and move forward and get into the, another room, the bathroom, the living room, the kitchen, make that coffee, get settled and open up you know your newspaper your bible whatever it is for you at that time because if you can read the bible for five minutes for two minutes a day that two minutes or that five minutes is going to help you get through the next few minutes and as you take those steps it's going to help you get through the next few hours of the day and if you go back to your word it'll help you get back through the next couple of steps each day it it it, it the word of god is life and that life causes you and and wills you to move forward and to be the holy spirit wills you to move forward and to be when you ask him who is the third person of the godhead to come along and help you just the basic coping skills that we talked about it that in um, one of the episodes that i think i've already removed it talking about exercise um moving around getting out of your environment that you've been stuck in and just trying to do different things um walking just taking a walk for around your building if you can't go anywhere else or around your living room if you're stuck inside do some jumping jacks do some deep breathing exercises to kind of relax you and calm you down those things help start writing poetry write it down start journaling what you're feeling on the inside get it out you can start just even meditating on the word of god taking a scripture and just meditating on him it says that that it, he whose mind is stayed on him shall be in it shall, he shall keep in perfect peace and if you the more you meditate on the word of god and you start thinking on who he is I and mean, even without meditating on the word of god if you start thinking on who he is it pushes you into that place of thinking about the kingdom and thinking about other things other than yourself and thinking about the other people that are are sometimes less fortunate than you are will help push you out of that place of um of depression or or just loneliness because there are other people who get who need help so like if you go to a homeless shelter and you go help feed the homeless even if it's not the day of the holiday that's something you can do for those of you who are in japan or singapore or china or wherever it is that you're still in lockdown um art Art is a big help. I know that when we were locked down here, I started painting and I hadn't done that since high school. I've come to love it again. Um, my grandmother was an artist. So those type of things help. Um, reading a book, a self-help book. Reading something online, if you can get online. Um, and that would be motivating or a motiv listening to a motivational speaker or listening to a podcast hopefully this one you know help motivate you and get you into that place of being able to be okay 
Um, I also talk about self-talk, going and standing in front of the mirror. And you may feel like really stupid when you start to do it at first, but once you get past that barrier of feeling silly, stupid, there's nobody else around you to watch you do it except God and you. Uh, just talk to yourself and positively motivate yourself. You know, say to yourself in the mirror, look at yourself and say, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Tell yourself, you know, you are an overcomer through Christ Jesus. I am more than a conqueror through Christ. Those type of things are going to help you in the long run because it's going to build your self-esteem. And let me tell you something. If nobody else in this world loves you, he loves you. If you don't have anybody else to tell you, I'm telling you now, he loves you. And you can sit there and you can look at yourself in the mirror and you can tell it to yourself because you are not a worthless, forgettable person. You are a person that matters to him. And you've made it through all of this stuff so far. And you could best believe that if you've made it through this, that he has a plan for you. Elizabeth Kubler-Ross talks about um, the stages of grief, and one of the five stages of grief is denial. We want to make sure that we are not pushing anything down or displacing it or maybe making a uh, decision to deny that there is something wrong or that that person is gone. We want to make sure that we're pulling that up and letting ourselves at the appropriate time grieve so that when we do get around others and when we do when we are trying to function as a group that we have that cleared out of the way as much as possible so that we aren't going to break down at an inappropriate time or if you're in your apartment and you're stuck there and you're around other family 24 7 because you can't do anything else you want to make sure that you get into a, a closet or a bathroom or um, maybe out on the balcony if you can go out on the balcony outside and just let yourself cry, get angry, do whatever you need to do, but do it in a healthy way that's not going to affect the people around you. If you have somebody in your family who's a listener or somebody that's a friend or if you need to call a hotline, you can call a hotline. This, the, there's the Suicide Prevention Hotline. It's a 1-800 number. You could call that number and talk to them online. They're, they're there to listen to you so that we can make sure that you're okay during the, not just the holidays but every day. So when we have emotions and they're carried out negatively it causes problems for God to be able to communicate with us so we want to make sure that when we are dealing with all of this craziness inside of us that we have an outlet to get it out you can take a pillow and hit a pillow on the on your bed if you want to and just scream if you need to but that has to come out in order for you to be able to to speak and hear from God clearly and just move in in his presence because once you deal with those emotions he's going to be able to come in and give you healing but you need to open yourself up to him and ask him say Lord you know what can I do to hear from you better what what do you want from me 
What is your will for me today? What do you have that I need to see about myself to help create that line of communication and get closer to you? The other thing is, is that if you do have access to a Bible, I do recommend that you read Psalm 23 and Psalm 91 every day. Those two Psalms, if you only have time to spend in the scriptures for that short period of time, are going to help change your mindset and are going to help bring a closer understanding and meditation to, to the Lord. There's also Psalm 103. Psalm 103 is just a Psalm of His love as well. But those psalms are gonna they're gonna minister to you and they're gonna help you because he wants you to overcome and he wants you to be victorious and he wants you to have new life in him. So we need to make sure that those things come up and we can unpack them in order for him to be able to get to speak to us as clearly as possible. We want to make sure that we're hearing his voice and not our stuff that's on the inside. So um, we also have, I have a story about Gideon and what Gideon, um, Gideon in the Bible and his experience, you know, he felt like, and this is in Judges 8, he felt like he was the lowliest of the low and we all do and we should when it comes to God and, and experiencing God I mean we're nothing and he's everything but um, we just want to make sure that you know I guess that we are important enough for him to be able to work through and that's not always the case God is not going to always go to the best, the brightest, the most beautiful, the most experienced to give you, to give a nation, I guess, or a person or one of your friends or to, to create a destiny for someone else through the best and the brightest all the time. Usually when in the Old Testament and in the New Testament, when the Lord would appear to people and talk to them, they were not the same. They were usually the lo the lowest or the the worst in the land. And Gideon was of the lowest of the lowest families in the land. And they prophesied that he was going to angel of the Lord prophesied that he was going to save a nation with the power and the strength of him uh, as one. So God came and the angel of the Lord, well, the angel of the Lord came and he spoke and he said, the Lord sent a prophet to the sons of Israel and said to them, this is the word of the God of Israel that said, it was I who brought you up from Egypt and out of the house of slavery. And I rescued you from the hands of the Egyptians and from the hands of all of the oppressors. And I drove them out from you and I gave you their land. And I said to you, I am the Lord your God. You shall not fear the gods of the Amorites in whose land you live, but have not obeyed me. Then the angel of the Lord came and sat under the oak that is the Orphrah, which belonged to Joash the Abizarite, as the son Gideon was beating out the wheat at the winepress in order to save it from the Midianites. 
And the angel of the Lord appeared to him and said to him, The Lord is with you, valiant warrior. Then Gideon said to him, O Lord, <laughs> if the Lord is with us, why then has this happened to us? And where are all his miracles which our forefathers told us about, saying, Did not the Lord bring us up out of the land of Egypt? But now the Lord has abandoned us and handed us over to Midian. And the Lord looked at him and said, Go in this strength of yours and save Israel from the hand of Midian. Have I not sent you? How many times when we're going through something, have we thought maybe God isn't here? He's not in the midst of this. He's not seeing my pain. He's not seeing my people be terrorized. He's not seeing the sickness that's going on on every side of me. Where is he? And so Gideon is asking this question. Where are the miracles? Where are the different things that he's done for the generations past that he's talking about? You know, what, what have you done with us? And the angel of the Lord just turns around and says, Go in this strength and save us, save Israel from the hand of Midian. So what he does is he just turns around and he tells them the command that he's a hero, that he needs to go out, get up, go out, and do what God commanded him to do. So when we're in our grief, we don't want to hear that. We don't want to hear that there's something else for us to do. We want to think, well, life ends here. This is it. I'm done. I'm cooked. I have nothing left to offer. I can't move on past this point. And I'm telling you, you can. You can make it through to the other side. And God says that you can. If you want him, if you confess him, if you look to him, he's going to help you. When we don't, when we when we don't look to him for what we need, and we try to become self-sufficient, is when life screws up, when those type of things happen, and there it seems like there's death all around. But even in the midst of death, Jesus gave us life. He gave us life. He came, and he brought us back to life when he, we accept him. It says that we, when we are water baptized and when we, when we get saved, that we lay down our old lives and our new lives are raised up in Him. So for those of you who are over there in, in China that are listening, if you have friends around you, if you have people that you can trust, go out and get water baptized. Sit and pronounce your faith to your friends, to those who are safe for you to be able to be around, that you can start, you know, just doing those type of things and, and go dunk in the water and come back up and say, I am resurrected with Christ because you are your new creation in him. The, in Romans, it talks about um, for those who walk after the spirit, not after the flesh in Romans 8, that we are led by the spirit and we are considered heirs and joint heirs with Christ that we there's a dance that basically we start with the lord when we choose to follow him and we're led by his holy spirit and not the sinful nature so i'm telling you that if i made it through losing what i lost 
that you can make it through what you lost. It's not an easy thing. I cried myself to sleep for four years um, and wake, woke up, couldn't breathe, had so many different things going on. And there are people that'll tell you that there's a certain amount of time to grieve, but it comes and goes in waves. And the holiday can be a good holiday. It just depends on you and your mindset of where you want to be and who you want to be because you are more than a conqueror through Christ that you have to keep that in the back of your head and you have to become so dependent on the Holy Spirit that he helps you through it and he'll teach you and lead you and guide you in the way that you should go that's a scripture in Isaiah 48 um, that he God is actually, the whole scripture, the whole chapter is about judgment, but it's also about um, restoration. And God's talking to the people and he's telling them, if you would have trusted in me, that I would have taught you and I would have led you and guided you in the way that you should go. And that's the scripture that I think that we should all just pray daily. And Psalm 118 says, to grant us success today, but God, at the end of the psalm, he gives us that scripture and it, the whole scripture is a victorious scripture and that would be another one that I would suggest reading is Psalm 118 because he talks about overcoming the enemy and, and the songs of salvation in the tents of the righteous. He talks about leading the festival throng with um, the festival throngs to the courts of the Lord. So when we focus on God and we focus on other things and you may not be in that place and that's an okay place and I don't want you to think that it's not because it is the scripture says that when we are in that place that this the Holy Spirit if we ask him to will pray through us and that God inter Jesus is at the right hand of the Father interceding for us so when we can't pray, the groans and the utterances that we do make are a form of intercession that the Holy Spirit makes through us. I also um, I have, you know, different things that I did when I was going through that. I would talk myself like baby steps through the process. I would talk to other people. I had friends that I could talk to. But most of the time, I had it to work and I had to be okay. I had to put on a smiling face on the sales floor, which is no fun, let me tell you. But um, between those times, I was going in my back room and crying hysterically one minute and, and being able to let all of that out and then having to choke it back to be able to work and be on the sales floor because I didn't get any bereavement time. So. I know what it is to have to live through hard situations, but I'm telling you, those situations can be overcome by the blood of the Lamb, by the word of our testimony, and we love not our lives unto death, but in the same way, we love Him. It's His testimony. The word of our testimony is us speaking out scripture, Proclaiming his word, proclaiming who he is, that is the overcoming 
That is how we decree and declare his word, and it is so. It is done. It is a positive affirmation of who he is, and saying that devil, I don't care what you say. I don't care what you do. Jesus Christ says that I'm more than a conqueror and that I'm coming through this right now in the name of Jesus. I am making it over that hill. I am making it over that mountain. I am making it through this valley and I am an overcomer in Jesus' name. That is how we overcome. But we also use those coping skills and like I said, the being able to breathe and have the emotions. That's how we unpack it all. Because we need to be able to unpack and, and, and just drop it at the feet of the Father or drop it in that place. Just let it go. Let it out and give it up. Once that is resolved, once that comes up and out, if you have to scream, beat on a pillow, you know, do anything that is not self-destructive to get your emotions up and out it's going to be better for you and there will be a time of reprieve um, just focus on the scripture uh, of the day or focus on you know while you're going through this even though you're crying even though you have all of these different emotions say I can do this through Christ I can do this through Christ. I am more than a conqueror through Christ, even while you're crying. And just say, I give it to you, Jesus. Those things help. I was listening to some stuff that I was listening to for church the other day, and Pastor Jimmy Evans was talking, and when he was talking, he was saying that he was a smoker. And um, he decided that he needed to quit. And when he quit, he had to go into the next the next day into work and he had to deal with um the people that he worked with who were all smokers and they would you know see that he wasn't smoking and so they go to hand him a cigarette and he would say no i'm a non-smoker and the reason why he was saying no i'm a non-smoker is because god told him every time that you crave a cigarette say no i'm a non-smoker or if you get offered a cigarette you know no i'm a non-smoker so Every time that you feel like you can't get through this, God says you can. And you say, I'm an overcomer, and I can conquer this in Jesus' name. Paul says, everything is expedient to me, but not all things are acceptable. When we do things that are of a sinful nature, or when we do things that may cause other people problems to stumble, that's what he was talking about so when we are in a situation maybe you know you have a weight problem or maybe you have um, a health problem that you're trying to overcome you know that there are certain things that you're not supposed to be doing or you're supposed to be doing and so I mean that's just, just you know this isn't good for me this is the word of God says that not all things are expedient but all things are acceptable it's okay for me to do but I'm not going to live long or I'm not going to have this this thing you have to change your mindset and the way that you react to the circumstances around you it's a yielding I don't want to say need to but it's a yielding that comes with time and the more that you say those type of things, you are working it out in your spirit man and in your soul because your spirit man and your soul are connected. So it is a, 
It is a teaching of yourself to be able to move forward, but it takes time. Um, my father, who's who's since passed, um, was an alcoholic, and um, he was a man who had issues when he was younger, and there was a situation when I was a child that I went to him and I talked to him about it, and I told him, I said, Dad, I know that you do this, but I just want to let you know that I forgive you. That you are a good man and that I forgive you for the things that, that are happening between us right now because there was a situation. And it was like God came in and I was a little girl. I didn't understand it. But he came into that situation and into that room. And I can't say that my father stopped drinking at that time. But I can tell you that my relationship and my father's relationship changed just like that in a moment. The next day, everything from that time forward changed in our relationship. And we had a good relationship up until several years ago. So I know that God can move and do things, amazing things in people's lives, but there's a slow changing process. It's not always immediate. And I can tell you that my father, and he was my stepfather, that he overcame and that he changed into this man that was so godlike that you could stand next to him and it, he was like a pillar he was a wall that you couldn't penetrate because i mean it was just the presence of god was on his life so i know that you can do it too it's just baby steps it's little things at a time and i hope that you do decide to do it i'm gonna ask you i i'm running out of time that this is um I'm just gonna I'm gonna lead you in the Lord's Prayer. This is not what I had planned today, but I'm gonna go ahead and just lead you in the in this prayer. Lord Jesus, Father God, I ask right now for you to forgive me of all of my sins. For you to wash me, Lord Jesus, in your blood. Oh God, in the blood of your Son. And Holy Spirit, I ask for you to come and to fill me anew. Come, Holy Spirit. Change my life. Make me more like the Father. Lead me and guide me in the way that I should go. I want to be your hands, Lord Jesus. I want to be your feet. And I know that you, your blood, has come to forgive me of all of my sins, to heal me, and to deliver me of every sickness, every disease, every sin that I have ever committed, and every generational curse. In Jesus' name, amen. If you prayed that prayer, I'd like you to go to my website that's connected to this podcast and just leave me a little note and I'll definitely put you on a prayer list. I, I pray with a bunch of ladies um, weekly and I pray daily um, for you all 
and I hope that you will have a wonderful holiday, a wonderful winter season, and I hope if you are listening in Ukraine that we are praying for you. And I hope that you guys have a great season. I want to leave you with one more thing. Um, there's a book, and I'll have it. On, I'll put it up on my website. It's called "Prayers That Rout Demons and Break Curses" by John Eckhart, and I'm gonna put an Amazon um, uh, connection to it on my website so that you guys can get um, that if you need that because that will help with overcoming anything that you feel like you're being blocked in in your life and it's a little advanced if you're a baby Christian or if you're non-Christian I don't suggest reading that Um, I suggest reading the power of the blood of Jesus by Andrew Murray or the power of the blood by Maxwell White I believe that's what it's called and I'll put those on my website as well Um, For the rest of you, I hope you have a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year, a Happy Chinese New Year, um, a Happy Feliz Navidad, and um, for whatever else is out there, we're praying for you, I'm praying for you, I hope this helps, Um, I'd love to hear back from you, and thank you for listening to PODD.